On Shabbos we read, If a woman gives birth to a son, she's ritually impure for seven days. Then, following immersion in a mikveh, she becomes tar again. And on the eighth day, when the boy is eight days old, he shall be circumcised. The Gemara Masech Nida asks, Why do we have to wait eight days to give him a bris? And the Gemara says something remarkable. Because we don't want to create a scenario where all the guests coming to the bris are happy, and the father and the mother of the baby are sad. Why would the parents be sad? Because during the first seven days following the birth of her son, the mother is Anida, and she's not permitted to her husband, and that limits their simcha. But by the eighth day, the husband and wife were allowed to be together again. Therefore, the Torah established that Mila be delayed until the eighth day, so that everyone, including the parents of the baby, will be able to be fully besimcha on this joyous occasion. But the question is, why are we so concerned with the joy and the happiness of the parents? They were just zoicha to a miracle from Hashem, a healthy baby boy. They are on the verge of bringing him tachas kamfei ashkina. Eliyahu Malach will be making his appearance. One of the greatest, one of the most joyous days of their life. So we have to wait eight days to give them even more happiness? And perhaps there's a great lesson to be learned here. To show sensitivity to a bal simcha when they're making a simcha. Oftentimes, people show up to a bris or to a wedding and they're expecting a kibbutz. And unfortunately, as we've seen many times, it doesn't always materialize in the way they hoped it would. And they're fuming throughout the entire simcha. Why did the brother-in-law from the other side get a bracha and I'm the great uncle and I got nothing? They didn't even give me benching. I remember when I made a simcha 25 years ago, I gave his son kvater. Where's the karasataif? When he made a bar mitzvah for his oldest son in Muncie in a blizzard, I traveled all the way from Brooklyn. I don't deserve some recognition. People make all kinds of chashboinus. But we have to consider the feelings of the person making the simcha. There's so much going on. They have to deal with the hall and the music and the party planner and all the emotions of marrying off a child. And who knows if they're having a hard time financially. Your kibbit is the last thing on their mind. There will always be one or two unlucky people who are deserving of some honor that will not get it. But what we have to remember is that when you are attending a simcha, it's not about you. It's all about bringing joy and giving a bracha to the bal simcha. Generally speaking, the bal simcha is not out to settle any scores. There's always a Rosh Hashiva or a Rav or some ultra-sensitive uncle that he didn't count on to be there. And that's why he's running short on Kabudim. So if the Torah is concerned with the feelings of the father and mother when they're making a simcha, shouldn't we? And this brings to mind an amazing story I once read. A Talmud from Yeshiva Torah of Adas was marrying off his daughter. So he and his wife and the Kala went to the home of his Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky Zatzal, to invite him to the wedding and ask him to be the Masada de Kedush. Rabbi Yaakov takes out his calendar and he asks them, So what time is the chuppah called for? Eight o'clock, they said. He shakes his head, Sorry, I have a prior commitment for that time, but I'll come after the chuppah to dance with the chasen. 
And with that, he wished them all a heartfelt Mazel Tov and they left. On the day of the wedding, Rabbi Yaakov was informed that his original appointment was cancelled. So he makes plans to arrive to the wedding goal at 8.30 right after the chuppah. He shows up at 8.30 and they haven't even begun the chuppah. Quickly, Rabbi Yaakov rushes downstairs. He finds an empty room. He sits down, takes out a safer, and he waits for nearly 40 minutes until after the chuppah is complete. A few Talmidim who noticed the Rosh Hashiva huddled in a corner could not imagine why he was not upstairs and participating in the chuppah. After the chuppah, Rabbi Yaakov comes upstairs and his Talmidim ask him, why was the Rosh Hashiva hiding downstairs during the chuppah? And he said, I'm sure the Mechotin made arrangements for a different Masada Kedush. Had he known that I was in the hall, he would be in a terrible bind. After all, I was his first choice, and I'm much older than his second choice. He would be put in a terribly uncomfortable position of having to ask this Rav to defer his honor for me. Then he would have to placate this Rav with a different honor, thus displacing someone else, maybe a grandfather or a great uncle. So I felt the best thing to do was to stay secluded until the entire ceremony had ended sparing the Mechotin even the slightest embarrassment of not having a kibbutz for one of his esteemed guests. Rabbi Yaakov truly understood the need to be sensitive to Abal Simcha. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.